This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Open Line Friday. On this monumental Friday. <laughs> now, hold on, I gotta get my cigar lit. As you, uh, as you know, we channel the ghost of Rush Limbaugh here on Open Line Fridays, so what better way to do that than to have an actual cigar on this Open Line Friday, Roe vs. Wade edition. <laughs> oh man, what a long day. Long day of ridiculous headlines <laughs> and liberal tears. <laughs> so many liberal tears. My goodness, we got a bunch of people in the uh, in the waiting room here. Does anybody want to say anything? Anybody want to raise their hand? Got thoughts on their mind? Oh, Aaron's in. Hold on, brother. You should be on. What's up, man? You there? The ever-expanding. Yeah, I got you. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. The the ever-expanding kingdom of Christ on earth. (laughs) 
<laughs> a know. great day for it, isn't it? <laughs> Sadly, little yeah, evidence of that. More expansive. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, answer to prayer. So uh, I got to ask you, <laughs> which city do you think is going to be in flames first? <laughs> uh, uh, did you see? You probably not because I don't. You don't follow uh, the Babylon Bee, do you? Uh, no, I don't because I follow things that are funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one was funny. What did they say when they it got? Said, uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh burns down his house to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like some cities are going to get mostly peaceful tonight. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I am driving out in uh middle income St. Peter's and it's <laughs> peaceful as far as I can. Yeah. Well, I would imagine DC to go first. <laughs> right outside SCOTUS. Did you, uh, right outside SCOTUS? Oh, I'm sure that's barricaded down. Oh, yeah, hardcore. What? Did, oh. you, uh, did you get your AC turned back on? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, because I sent that poll to the group and I was like, open line Friday, you know, Roe v. Wade edition uh, for the votes. And then my neighbor just had a tree that, fell for inexplicably there wasn't there wasn't a, a a bit of wind today i mean there wasn't so much as a breeze and it just fell out of nowhere on a power line <laughs> and so we were out of power for about three hours and i was like well there goes open line friday uh but then it uh it came back on so i decided to go ahead and do it did you have to report it to amarin or whoever well i did uh but when i pulled up amarin it said uh it said that several people had already reported it. So, because apparently, apparently the line goes to like another subdivision, and so there was there was a decent number of houses without power because this one tree. That's crazy. Yeah, out of nowhere too, just fell over. And what was funny is I was actually working at the time. I was sitting up here at the at my desk, and I heard I heard it fall. I like I heard it crack and then like boom, like hit the ground. And I was like, uh-oh, this is it. This is <laughs> Gra grab the firearms and barricade the doors. Uh, and then I went outside and I was like, oh, he's got a tree down. <laughs> so anyhow, so do you have any thoughts on uh, Roe Ro v. Wade? Oh, I'm, I'm glad to see it. If not for, if for the, oh, well, actually, hang on. I'll be back in a minute. That's fine. Yeah, it's kind of, um. You know, and I had a friend today, actually in the same group chat with you, um, you know, who was sort of really cheering it on and, you know, oh, this is, this is a good thing. This is, couldn't be happier. Been waiting for this moment for years. And, you know, I, I, I get that. And I, I understand where that opinion comes from because I've seen people, you know, really fight this their entire lives, really put their heart and soul into, you know, and even the crisis pregnancy stuff and the, you know, the ministries that are, that are around trying to prevent abortions. And so I, on one hand, I do understand that. I really do. And I, I, I don't mean to be insensitive to people that have that opinion. I really don't. But that being said, <laughs> uh, to me, it seems like an obvious next step 
on the part of Globo Homo, <laughs> if you will, uh, to bring about the Great Reset. Because I think that the West, the United States and the West, uh, needs to fall <laughs> in order for the Great Reset to, to march forward, in order for us to get to the 2030 that Klaus Schwab and the rest of those faggots at the WEF and all that uh, envision, in order to get to the world that they envision, you know, the, the United States has to go. The United States has to go, at least at least from the, you know, the way that it exists now. Um, and I think this is part of that. I think, I think we're headed towards a balkanization of sorts in the United States. Um, you know, Texas is putting stuff on their referendum about, uh, or on their, on their platform about, um, you know, Trump having won the election and they don't recognize Biden, which is, you know, and I had a friend who was like, well, you know, they, they talk about secession every 10 years. Well, maybe they do. But but I don't know that they come out and say <laughs> we don't recognize the president that <laughs> the rest of the states do. To me, that's uh, crossing the Rubicon of some sort. Um, you know, that's a that's a at least to my knowledge. I don't know unless this has happened before. Someone's welcome to enlighten me. But I, you know, I I can't think of a time when a when a state or a state's uh, political party has come out and said, "Yeah, we don't we don't really recognize the president." <laughs> Now, I think politics are all theater for the ugly, but but I still admire the balls on Texas and the Texas GOP to do that. That's so badass, man. To just come out and be like, yeah, you know, the the guy that's in charge, we're not really down with him. I love it. <laughs> we need a lot more of that. Smoking in acid by uh, uh, an acid Cuba Cuba by Drew Estate Cigars tonight. One of my favorite cigars, actually. I've been smoking these for well, not not very often, but when I when I when I go for a full the full cigar experience, this is the one I grab, and I've been doing it for several years now. One of my favorites. I hope you're smoking outside, out of consideration for the other members of your household. <laughs> Don't make me play that uh, <laughs> that clip from uh, what is it? Uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's such a great clip. I smoke my stogies anywhere I want to. I don't have to find a hideout like you. <laughs> uh, Washington, D.C. This was just sent in by a listener. Washington, D.C. Antifa chants burn it down at Roe versus Wade protest. He says, so I've thought about it, and if Washington, D.C. getting burned to the ground is the price we have to pay for Roe v. Wade getting overturned, well, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> oh, man. We can burn it. They can burn that whole thing down, man. And what would be the loss? What would we truly lose? Nothing. Nothing, I argue. Um, no, but abortion has been a staple in this country for a very long time. And it's been a political football for both parties <laughs> for its duration. You know, the left has always said, well, they're going to take us back. They're going to take us back in time. Coat hanger abortions, don't you understand? And 
the right has constantly said, well, if you just elect us, we'll do something about it, which is hogwash, of course, always has been. And now here we are. (laughs) And it's like I was telling a friend today. You know, my main concern is not the whole Roe v. Wade thing. It's Roe v. Wade in the context of the last two years. And in the context of the last two years and the push that we've had on the part of Globo Homo to, you know, tear down the West, tear down the United States, fracture every institution that we have trust in. I, th- I think this is just one more step, one more rung on the ladder, man. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe it's some grand victory for conservatism or what have you. But I simply don't see it that way. I simply don't see it that way. Um, these things never happen by coincidence. These things never happen uh, out of nowhere. And, you know, I was called crazy earlier for sharing this with a couple of friends, but <laughs> the date that it happened on comes out to 666, 6-24-2022, 6 and 4 plus 2 is 6, and 2 plus 2 plus 2 is 6. And it happened the, what was it, this morning? Early this morning was the uh, rare planetary conjunction where every planet was lined up for the first time in, I don't know, a very long time. I don't think it happens again until like 2040. Um, And yeah, today's the day. <laughs> today's the day that we get Roe v. Wade overturned. Not to mention that it was after uh, their decision the other day to expand firearms or what was it? The constitutional carrier. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really follow this stuff, but the timing seems dubious. Seems like they want a civil war. And that seems to be what most people, at least, I mean, they're probably all bots at the end of the day, but what most of the libtards on Twitter and, other such nefarious platforms. It seems like it seems like that's what they want. You know, burn it down, burn it down. Oh, burn it down, burn it down, burn it down. We must burn it down. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what the powers that be want. I think that's exactly what Global Homo wants and Global Homo needs uh, in order to move to 2030. A brave new world, so to speak. Anybody else have any thoughts or should I just keep rambling about Roe v. Wade? <laughs> I can do it too. I have no problem doing it. Uh, I just wish we'd get to the exciting parts of the uh of the push. Why can't we get the aliens already? <laughs> oh man. I haven't even looked to see uh what <laughs> what polls take on the whole thing is. <laughs> Um, that's thousands of satellites in orbit. Uh-uh. I don't know. I don't really care at the end of the day. I just, I, you know, it's what's going to happen is going to happen. And I stick to my message of 
we're we're headed for a crash. It's unsustainable. It can't continue. And so your best bet is to prepare for that. Speaking of preparing for that, I before I came on got on here and got live, I uh <laughs> fed all of my chickens. <laughs> Tucked everybody in for the evening. When this crash comes, do you think <laughs> that um, oh, oh, well, okay. So to me, it, it seems like the dichotomy between East and West, as it were, is pretty large. And any collapse, I think, though what you're talking about, World Economic Forum, International Monetary Fund, right? Uh, EU, these kinds of entities, you know, that's all Western organizations, and therefore any collapse would, I think, affect them, and it would affect the East too. But the East has done a pretty good job of kind of insulating themselves, as we're seeing with how Russia's doing just fine with its energy industry, despite all these sanctions by the West. So. Talk. Uh, you you dropped out. You just talk a little bit about the geopolitics geopolitics of it all. Well, yeah, talk a little bit about how you perceive uh, the collapse with regards to East versus West. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> th there there's a decided globo homo stronghold uh, to the north of us, <laughs> which cannot be ignored, right? I mean that that dude is just off the rails, Trudeau. Obviously, is who I'm speaking about. He's he's taking handguns. He's he's set the precedent that they can freeze funds and seize funds uh, if you have bad think um, with the with the truckers and that sort of thing. So there is that. the The problem, as I see it, for global homo, because they pretty much they pretty much have. Um, Western Europe, so to speak, like, like the EU is, I mean, they're all in on, on mass immigration. They're all in on, on centralized currencies. They're all in on, on all of this kind of stuff, all the stuff that global homo is about. They're, they're right at almost lockstep with it. Um, and then you have the far East, like China, who, who is all in on it, of course, you know, even more so than, than Europe is in many cases, you know, they've got social credit, they've got mass surveillance, they've got the ability to lock down their citizens. You know, there's not a weapon in, in the country that it doesn't belong to the Gestapo, so to speak. Um, and so in, in, in a way, like the United States stands as a bit of a as a bit of an outlier, along with Russia, at least right now, very, very differently. In some ways, because if you look at the leadership of the United States, you'd be like, well, well, they're lockstep with global homo. Um, but like you mentioned, you know, Russia seems to be doing fine with their energy and that sort of thing, despite um, sanctions and what have you. But it really is it really is those two in terms of world superpowers that are that are sort of standing outside of global homo. And it's almost as if. um the people in power, quote unquote, because we and I say quote unquote because it's obviously not Biden. <laughs> you know the guy. I don't. I don't know if you saw the other day that it was leaked. 
the dude has literal instructions like step up to the podium like ask so and so this question like it's he's so derelict he has no concept of what did i say to you last night he didn't know whether he's shitting or sleeping <laughs> you know like he just he's gone uh so whoever's in charge but whoever is in charge and speaking of the united states they're held a bit hostage if you look at it um by the potential for balkanization by the potential for, you know, as Texas keeps flirting with the idea, you got DeSantis down there running off the rails and, you know, we're going to, we're going to blockade Disney and blockade all this stuff and, and all, and all this kind of thing. So as far as the next step, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm not a predictor. I'm not a date thrower. Try not to be, but I, I could see some states given this ruling. um as meaningless at the end of the day as I think that it is in terms of the actual issue of abortion, because people could just go to another state, they can order abortion pills online, right? Like nothing has really, truly changed. Like, yes, in Missouri today, 12 hours ago, you could go to Planned Parenthood and get a baby vacuumed out of you, and now you can't, and I'm thankful for that. Don't get me wrong. But this, these wedge issues, and guns is going to be another one. It, it already is another one, but, it, but I think it's going to become more of another one as they continue to push on these things. And that's where we're going to see these states really falter. And, and at the end of the day, hold our leadership, and again, leadership in quotes, because it's obviously not really Biden, but sort of hold the leadership hostage by the idea of, <laughs> for, to be frank, um, freedom and individual sovereignty. Because that, that's really what this whole, this whole gamut, this whole nonsense boils down to it. You know, and I've said before on this program, I think that's what uh, I think that's what COVID w- was all about. It was never about a virus. It never really. I don't even think. I mean, it, the, although the mRNA is damaging and potentially is part of a, a, a you know a, a a move to depopulate, if you will. But at the end of the day, I don't even think it's about the mRNA. It's about compliance. It's about getting as many brain dead normies. <laughs> to comply with the most ridiculous instructions, masks and jabs and QR codes and, and the whole nine yards. It's all about compliance because that's what Globo Homo really needs. At the end of the day, it's not about the issues. It's not about the morality of the thing. They need you to say, yes, master, I'll do whatever you say. And like I said, I, I think if you look at the world as a whole, there are two major countries. There are some smaller ones and that sort of thing. But there are two major countries that stand out when it comes to that. And that's Russia because of Putin and the United States because of its people. You know, what, what, it, whether you want to call them backwards rednecks or whatever, you know, however you view that, that's the reason. They are the ones holding this thing hostage. And I really do see it that way. I know that sounds bizarre. I know that sounds, you know, kind of out there, but you know, cause I joked last night with you, Aaron, when we were talking about the idea of freedom fighters, you know, and, and, and you befriend your local warlord, that kind of thing. But it's like, that, that really is the core issue here. It's individual sovereignty. It's the idea that, that you have um, autonomy and freedom outside of the state. Um, and, and that's, what's holding the whole thing at bay. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. 
tell me where I am. <laughs> well, uh, that group of people, this group of people in the United States, all across the country, these rednecks and conservatives, freedom-loving types, right? They've existed for a long, long time, and Globo Homo, as it were. It's true. Yeah, that's uh, it's the official name, by the way. <laughs> it has a ring to it. It's kind of catchy. Well, you know, and a lot of they people prefer me. that over the Jews. So, <laughs> I, I know I do. Uh, anyways, go ahead. They know that they exist and have and you know have existed since the founding of the country. So, um, their resistance to the global homo agenda is certainly not a surprise to them. So if, if everything in recent decades, uh, erosion of liberties, the, the pandemic, everything else that's going on, uh, how do you see them continuing to chip away at that group that's going to resist them every step of the way? Well, that's that's the thing. I, I, <clears throat> I think that they're global homo, Mr. Global Oni, as, uh, as Dr. Farrell refers to the monolithic globalism. Um, I think they're banking that eventually they'll get everybody, you know? And, and that's why, because people, you know, people listen to what I say. I don't know why, but they do. And, and then they're like, okay, well then what's the date, you know, for, for the happening, for the breakdown, for the collapse, for the, the, the apocalypse, the imminent, you know? And, and I think there's a fair bit, to be said for the idea that there never will be one, you know, there never will be necessarily, I mean, we, we could, but I don't know that there will necessarily be a shot heard round the world moment. I, th- I think that they really think, uh, again, you know, speaking of Mr. Global Oni, Global Homo, I think that they really think that they will just keep chipping away. And, and, and you'll have bread and circus the entire way. You'll have all the Johnny Depp trials and, and, you know, Amazon specials and, and DoorDash that, that we can possibly have and during which process it'll just be one step after another, just one erosion of freedom, erosion of autonomy as it has been. Um, and, and I think the precedent has been set for that because most people, I mean, there's a big swath of people now that look back on 9-11 and they're like, oh, well, it had this problem. It had that problem. It, th- this part was a lie. That part was a lie. But but really, independent of the lies, you know, let's just say it was 19 hijackers from a cave, <laughs> you know, who penetrated the, the most advanced military complex in the world. Let's, let's just say that that happened. That, that's fine. But it's what happened afterwards, right? It's the fact that Globo Homo said, well, they flew planes into your buildings. So now we got to cup your balls every time you get on a flight. And now we have to now we have to form the Department of Homeland Security which didn't exist before, the Department of Homeland Security in order to spy on Americans and nobody really ever said anything. Right? We just we went along with it in the moment because my goodness, the 19 hijackers. And ever since then, right? When George I saw somebody point this out on Telegram the other day. You know, when George Bush put us under emergency, um, um, I forget exactly what it was called, but but when he put us under a state of emergency, so to speak, for as a result of 9-11, we have never come out from, uh, from under that. 
right? We just left Afghanistan in in horrific fashion, <laughs> if you'll recall. And it's not even like they came up and they said, "Okay, crisis averted." You know, every every brown towel head that that worships Allah that wants to kill us has been eliminated. You know, the good guys have won. Moving on. We've never even said that, right? So it's this concept of constant emergency, constant crisis, the next big thing, the next big happening, uh, COVID included, and a great example of this, it's just one more thing to chip away that much more, that much more freedom, that much more autonomy, um, and, and, and that much more, um, excuse me, um, you know, privatization at the end of the day. Um, and I th- and I think COVID was a big thing for that with all the loans and the and the bailouts and all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the, what they were really doing was getting everybody, every last person, uh, in, you know, in on 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 the scam, right? You, you know, you took the government cheese, you took the, you know, you bought the lie enough even even to get that, and and now it's just one more thing after another, and it'll just continue that way, and maybe we won't even see, like I said, a shot heard around the world. It'll just be one slow drip of crises after another um, until they get to the point that they really want, which is everybody chipped, mass surveillance, um, um, you know, a 1984-style world where you don't go anywhere, you don't do anything, you don't think anything that the state hasn't approved. And I think that's a real possibility. I really do. And I I realize I don't say that enough because I talk about the collapse. I talk about the you know, the imminent apocalypse and so on. But, but the problem is <laughs> we, we may really never see that. It, it may just be one slow drip of totalitarianism uh, at, after another until we're there. Does that make sense? You know, if you're still there. Because Roe v. Wade, too, I, I, I see as a part of that. And that's what I was trying to say today, that that our mutual friend Aaron was getting so butthurt about, you know, because I think, I think he didn't understand why I didn't want to jump up and down and talk about what a great day it is that abortion has been banned or, or that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Nothing's been banned, but I'm sorry, but the way I see it, we're, it's just one more step. It's just one more spark to the fuse, so to speak, because they need, I mean, divide and conquer the concept of divide and conquer is the oldest ruling trick in the book. <laughs> I mean, it just is. You, you don't, it, it's, it's been going on for centuries by the ruling class, by the ruling psychopaths, right? Divide and conquer. And so that's exactly what this Roe v. Wade is, and that's exactly why we have AOC on the steps of SCOTUS, you know, moments after, after this happened, or an hour or whatever it was, you know, yelling and screaming, burn it down, this court is illegitimate. How the fuck is it illegitimate? <laughs> right? Like, at the end of the day, they did what they're supposed to do. They handed down a decision. Now, if you don't like it, there's, there's you know, and in this case in particular, well, you can take it to your state legislature and lobby for abortion to be legal in your state or illegal as how you see fit. Like, this, this, is, what, this is what Chris, uh, you know, friend of the show, Inner Circle member, was handing me today. And he's like, it, it just, it blows my mind because, it, you know, to shout it's illegitimate, it, it's not illegitimate. You don't like the decision, <laughs> right? 
and and it's been played up and and galvanized in the minds of particularly the left, the godless left, that this is some kind of human right and women's rights and bodily autonomy and all of these buzzwords, you know, this word salad of how important this is. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, and, it, and it's certainly not what, it, what it's been played up to be. It's been nothing more than a political football and now it's time for a touchdown with that political football. Is that is how I see it? So, gotta make sure my cigar is not going to go out here. I see uh, Caractacus Caractacus Potts uh, is in here. Uh, did you want to say anything, Bud? Or you, you're certainly welcome to uh, welcome to join. You've been a loyal producer of the show, and I'd be happy to have you on if if you're so inclined. You don't have to, of course. No one is required. Oh, yeah. Let me raise your hand here. Let me get you on. What's up, brother? You on? No, you should be. You might have to unmute yourself on your end. What about now? There you are. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Um, I just wanted to uh, see where the shows were going. You know, seems like y'all kind of slowed down there a bit. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, it's been a really bit, so we recorded this week, and and that one's actually in the chamber, I, I just started uh, hacking it together this afternoon, so that'll come up and actually be 321, I think, and then this will be 322, um, in theory, <laughs> when I get to it, but man, it has been a hell of a month for both me and Matt, I, uh, did my wife's schedule, she's teaching a whole bunch more, she's te- teaching some summer camps, and oh, gotcha. I, and I was I was sick uh, for about about a week, um, real sick, just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like my my stomach was just killing me. Um, I didn't eat for like a week. I lost fifteen pounds <laughs> out of nowhere. I was just sick as a Yikes. dog. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, and then Matt had a, a a couple of things. One of which I don't know if you listened or not, but he did he did the Hango show again. <laughs> And he told a story about his birthday, and I won't, uh, I won't necessarily spoil that here. You're all welcome to go listen to it. But he, yeah, he's he's had a couple of interesting days himself. <laughs> so, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I just want to say, uh, y'all do a great show. I've been enjoying Twitter today, so that's been fun. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you have, man. It's nothing but liberal <laughs> tears, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Yeah, just dilate, cope, and see. That's all it is. <laughs> just, just nothing but kvetching. Like it's just out of control. And and yeah. I will say that is part that is part of this that I love. I mean, I truly love it. There's nothing that makes me happier. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, there's nothing that makes me happier than than a butt hurt purple hair. I just <laughs> <laughs> no, as a as a college student, I completely agree. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you you might not want to say, or you can tell me. I, I'll cut it out if you want. But where are you going to college at? Um, I'm going to uh, a tiny little in Warrensburg, uh, so it's kind of it's like 60 miles outside of Kansas City. Oh, okay. And what are you uh, what are you studying? Pretty nice. Um, uh, I'm a pilot, so I just want to be a pro pilot. Nice. That's what I've been doing. Well, so, as long as you haven't been I jabbed, <laughs> I have not, and it it is. I will tell you, it is flat. It is all flat. <laughs> it's all flat. 
<laughs> it's all a lie. There's a reason why the maps are flat. Like there's no round globes in the plane. It's all flat. Yep. Yeah, and the so, G, the GP all the GPSs I mean, for planes and all that kind of stuff is is all set up to, for a flat Earth model. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's how the planes work. Because see, if you if you if you once you're flying along and you start to adjust for the curvature of the Earth, the plane goes directly into the ground. Yeah. It's all flat. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, you'll do you'll do a great job. I just wanted to drop in and say hi. Right on, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. I noticed you jumped out and then jumped back in, Aaron. Did you have something else to say? Uh, yeah, I uh, unfortunately heard that last part. <laughs> oh, you you got to contest uh, that it's okay. flat? Alec, have you uh, <laughs> have you talked to a pilot about this, or, or maybe you've read from pilots? But from what I, if I remember correctly, from when I talked to a pilot, my brother-in-law. They keep the planes at a certain altitude versus, you know, via the altimeter. So as they do that, they're, of course, adjust, adjusting for the curvature of the Earth because 15,000 feet is going to be 15 or whatever. You know, for this example, 15,000 feet is 15,000 feet, no matter how the Earth is curved, because you're going to keep that altitude. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Okay, so I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, just throw this out there. I've been drinking a little bit, and that was a joke. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have our Friday night vices. Aaron, what do you? Are you, you said you're driving. What are you? Are you outdoor dashing right now? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Well, you should. You should have brought me. Uh, you should have just like stolen somebody's meal and brought it out to me and the kids. You know, I haven't done that yet, but um, <laughs> it sometimes can be tempting. Yeah. And I don't think, even think you get, like, deactivated or anything. I don't know if you even get your hand slapped <laughs> if you do that, you know. <laughs> well, supposedly, so I, I see this stuff posted on, like, poll all the time and these news stories and stuff where it's like, oh, people people don't want to tip and DoorDash. So apparently, I don't know, I don't know if DoorDash does that. I don't know exactly how it works. Or if it's Grubhub or Postmates or one of the others, but I guess the driver um, beforehand, you know, before they pick up the food, they can see <laughs> whether or not the the guest or the the customer, so to speak, has has tipped. <laughs> and now one guy, I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, obviously, Fortune, but he posted a picture at like a Chipotle or some shit. And the food pickup area, it was just bags and bags of food that drivers had refused to take because these people had not tipped. At least that's what he said. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but. <laughs> well, uh, on DoorDash, you can't see, you can't see exactly if the customer has tipped or not, but you can get a pretty good idea because DoorDash gives you a base pay and then they give you a, um, then you get 100% of whatever the, whatever the tip is you. so the base pay is usually like two dollars and you know 225 250 it varies of course based on distance and size of the order but you know generally speaking it's under three dollars so okay. you know most of the money you make on an order is going to be the customer tip so you know i get orders all the time that come through you know go to mcdonald's it's 10 miles away to to drop this off and the pay is 
250 you know i don't fucking think so <laughs> so so it's like so so you know I, when you see that number that they didn't tip essentially that's what you're saying yeah yeah I, gotcha. I assume that they didn't tip i've had orders i've taken where they ended up not tipping and it ended up being like it was a higher base pay for whatever reason so you don't you can't know 100 percent um right but it does it, it does piss you off when you get there and you're and they, they only when you get there and you drop it off and you see if they tipped or not and gotcha. what they tipped. Gotcha. Now let me ask you this, and this this is probably I, my you know my guess would be the answer is no, just because you know 2022 and you know they've all but implemented a cashless society that they want. But do you ever do you ever like does it ever is it ever say like 250 or whatever 225, and then you show up and a guy hands you a five for bringing you know the sandwich or whatever. So I've usually if those orders come through um, that that are those low amounts, I decline them. Um, but I will tell you that I've only gotten, I think, three cash tips. Right. Um, since I started doing this. So, you know, by and large, it's all done through the app on credit card. Yeah. Which I maintain is all false currency, man. Just another blip on a screen. That's what people don't understand, man. Like these people, people look at their accounts and even, you know, and I'm going through this because like I showed you out of nowhere, my business bank account, that you know, fairly reputable, fairly big guys sent me an email out of nowhere and they say, oh, so in August we're closing down your account. Um, And it's, it's, it's like laughable because it's like n- none of this is even real. Like they ended up, they ended up sending an email. And they're like, "Well, we're sorry for the way that we handled that. Uh, you know, it was out of it was out of line. We we weren't clear with our customers. Blah 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 blah." And and then and then the email that they finally sent, they put some requirements in, and they're like, "Well, you we want a million dollars in revenue per year, which <laughs> you know I'm I'm not quite there yet, and we want five hundred thousand dollars cash." And I'm like, "What the hell does that even mean anymore?" Like, like the, the money that I get comes from people's credit cards that they, that they use on my e-commerce sites. It goes into the business account, which is another, you know, just another blip on a screen. And then I use it to pay my vendors or pay for goods and services that I need, which is all plastic garbage, any, you know, as well. And it's like, there's no cash here. Like none, none of this even exists. In the real world, in the, in, you know, in the tangible physical world. And it just kind of, it, you know, it was something I was thinking of when they're like, oh, well, we want 500, we want businesses that, you know, keep a reserve of 500,000 in cash. It's like, why? <laughs> it's just another blip on a screen. And the, and the business bank account, as a matter of fact, the business bank account that I got to replace them, which I just got opened up the other day. Yes. Yesterday, actually. Um, you know, I was talking to my wife because I looked at a bunch of them and, you know, I'm trying to find one without fees, obviously, and all this. And I ended up going with this business bank account. And the one con, even when you look at, you know, because there's like these comparison blog articles where they say, oh, you know, top 10 business bank accounts, you know, in 2022. And they, they go through pros and cons on each one. And one of the cons of this one is that they don't take cash deposits, right? If I have a $100 bill and I want to put it in my business bank account, I'm going to, I would have to put it into my credit union, you know, my local uh, credit union who I have a business account with and then transfer it in that they don't take cash whatsoever. And my wife was like, you know, she made a big deal of that. She's like, Oh my goodness, blah, 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 of course not. You know? And I'm like, but 
you know, they probably don't even, they probably, that probably doesn't even hurt their service or their signups. Um, one iota because people don't, there's nobody that operates in cash about the only people that operate consistently in cash. And it's only for a time period is dispensaries. <laughs> dispensaries will operate in cash because they can't get anybody to, they can't get anybody to accept, you know, cards for them for something that's federally illegal. Um, but outside of that, it's like who, who deals in cash? Like nobody's, nobody's taking gobs of cash. It just doesn't happen. And almost everybody else has some sort of app payment, you know, because it's like even when I worked at Chick-fil-A that we'd take a lot of cash. Um, and I think that was due to the location that I was at, the Brentwood location. Um, but, you know, even now, most of those places have their rewards program, which is, well, what happens? Well, I take plastic and load <laughs> tokens onto their app in order to spend with them so that they know that I'm a good little boy and then I get rewarded with, you know, a milkshake now and again or whatever. <laughs> the, the, you know, I mean, you kind of got me ranting here, but the, the idea of a cashless society is, is, is a far scarier one than, than I think we realize. And almost nobody views it as a problem. I mean, it's just, you know, oh, and even when I say cashless society, I even mean the debit card. You know, because that's that's not using cash. That's using it, an, an intermediary form. And and the big problem with that, the cashless idea, even when it comes to debit cards, is that it's all trackable and is tracked. You know, my uh, my mom, I think it was, sent me a text a couple of weeks ago, and she's like, "How the hell did this company?" She went to get you know a wrap or something from somewhere, bagel or whatever. And then, and we've all had it happen. It's happened to, to everyone who who's listening to this is familiar with this concept. You swipe the debit card there, and then a receipt shows up in your email, right? And it's like all of this is tracked, all of this is traced, all of it is being maximized by these middlemen who have said, "Here's a free service, whatever it is—the free bank, the free app, the free you know credit card, the free whatever it is." And in exchange for something that we believe is free, they are harvesting our data off of it. And they are interconnecting it in ways that we don't even, it, it's unimaginable to, to the average citizen through the finance. Anyways, now you got me ranting. I'll get to the Jews here in a minute. <laughs> so what time, Aaron, if I can ask you, I don't know if you can hop back on or not, but what time does DoorDash, like, so do you have hours where it's like, okay, there's no more orders after that? Or is it after every last place closes? Or I've always wondered how that works on, on the, you know, on the delivery end for somebody like you. Because I know you can, whenever you want, you can say, well, I'd like to take orders now or I'd like not to. But, ha but how does it work for like closing time, so to speak? Uh, there kind of is no closing time. Um... I mean, it's uh, a lot of the, a lot of the restaurants, especially the fast food ones, close. Well, you know, all the like regular restaurants close. I don't know, nine, ten, something like that. A lot of the fast food places close at, at least at nine, if not earlier now. Yeah, there's there's hardly um, any place that's open twenty four hours anymore. Sadly, right. Like I think maybe Jack in the Box, White Castle, that kind of the thing. But so you can kind of go whenever. But your busier times are going to be the you know dinner till. Uh, I don't know, ten o'clock probably, something like that. Yeah. 
Interesting. Now, have you ever had anything weird? Have you ever like shown up and, you know, some guy answers the door with his cock and balls out or something or (laughs) (laughs) no, thankfully. (laughs) Well, you know, fingers crossed, man. Never say never. (laughs) Neither, neither has an attractive woman, uh, you know, exposed herself to me. Uh, Nor would you tell your old lady if she had, right? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) What they don't know won't hurt them. That's the. That's exactly right. <laughs> what they don't know, they can't worry about or get insecure about. Or precisely. Precisely. Dude, my wife, you want to talk about worrying, man. So she's out doing this show. She sends me a text today and she's like, so my sister's coming over to, to you know, to the house uh, in order to grab your key for the, the family vehicle, which she has. Because I locked it in and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, and I was like, where are you? You know, and she tells me, she's like, well, I'm on St. Charles Rock Road. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me, man? <laughs> like, don't go. And on, and, and on today of all days, you know, when the, and it's not like there's going to be a riot on St. Charles Rock Road, but like for Pete's sake, like that, that, that is not, I mean, I, I have personal stories <laughs> that you, that you're aware of. Aaron, you know, about those locations and they are not great. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, the last time I was somewhat regularly going to like the rock road was when I was doing Amazon, you know, I was doing retail arbitrage because I'd look on the app and <laughs> so, so the cool thing about the, <laughs> the, the way the, the cities are kind of divided up, especially in the suburbs is if you're looking for a product that's a hot seller and it's a product that <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it by and large is going to be used by white folks <laughs> you will have a super easy time finding it in the black walmarts it's just because they're not buying it Right. So they'll wind up putting it on the clearance shelf because it's like, well, no white, you know, no black people are going to buy this shit. <laughs> um, like, like my father always used to say, stereotypes are in place for a reason. <laughs> doesn't mean they're all true. And it doesn't mean that they're, uh, you know, true across the board, but they are there for a reason. Well, Oh, I saw Matt jumped in here. Matt, are you able to say something? You probably at work, aren't you? Heading truck. Oh yeah. Are you headed home? Yeah. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you're not too bad. Yeah. Okay. I got the windows up and the AC on low. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Don't do it on account of me, man. Dude, the first thing I do when I get in the car is turn it on full blast. I'm telling you what. I just I just wanted to uh to sing something that actually I've been I've been singing on and off all day. <clears throat> it's such a perfect day. <laughs> Feminist BTFO'd. <laughs> oh, it's such a perfect day. Cause they got rid of Roe. <laughs> yeah, they got rid of Roe. Perfect. Man. What? I, I don't know, man. Like I, you know, you, you know my opinion on it. Yeah, I already expressed it in the chat <clears throat> that this is um, it's a ploy. 
you know, um, to bolster the Democrats for, you know, August, um, to get them all riled up. Yeah. Because it seems like the Democrats, uh, they, they never don't want to turn out as, as a sense of duty to vote, as your Republicans do. They turn out on issues yeah. that you can get them all, all pissed off, all hot and bothered. <clears throat> the bigger play, though, is one we've discussed on the show before, is getting rid of bodily autonomy across the board. You, you know, forced health care, forced vaccinations. Right. Your, um, your medical rights are no longer sovereign between you and your doctor, which is the, that's the precedent that Roe versus Wade set. It's not about abortion. It's about health decisions are between a doctor and a patient. And the government doesn't really factor in. So, yeah. Well, and that's, I don't. That's my take on it. I don't know how uh, how caught up you are on no agenda. But did you hear? Did you hear? I think it was the most recent one. Um, the clip they played a clip about the flu vaccine and how it's you know it's most likely going to be will most likely have an mRNA flu vaccine. Um, you know this season. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, so this has obviously been the end game and this whole bodily autonomy thing, which they pushed with the first one and then backed off, to be fair. You know, uh, they backed off of the mandates. A lot of companies did that sort of thing. But it's it's the precedent. It's just like after 9-11, the precedent was set for your balls to always be cuffed when you go to the airport. And they still are to this day. So the precedent for for the federal government or the global government, I mean, in the case of the vaccine. To say you have to have this in order to have this set of goodies, this set of societal perks, if you will, like that that precedent is the problem. It's not the mRNA. It's it's not the idea of vaccination. It's not the idea of vaccines, really. It's not any of that. It's the idea of you don't own you. The motherfucking state does. Yeah. Well, we've already amassed enough evidence, I think, people just from their own eyes and ears seeing that these vaccines don't work. Right. Um, and I think that even with the most ardent of people who are still saying, no, no, the vaccine, I'm, I'm going to get my fourth booster because I care about you and your health. I, I really do think that, um, that they have their doubts too, you know, especially when they're still catching COVID <clears throat> and getting sick from it. <clears throat> yeah. But the push right now for four and five year olds, small children to get the vaccine isn't because it's safe and effective, isn't because they want to save lives. It's because once you start giving it to three and four year olds, you put it on the schedule. Right. For the nine month old to get. And once it's on a, a, a vaccine is on the schedule, Sorry, I'm going through a work zone. I like got real close to one of the workers. It's all um, good. Once it's on the once it's on the schedule for a young child to get, you know, what they're six months boosters, they're one year, they're eighteen months, they're three year. It's set in stone. It's, ne- it's never going away. Right. And then that's every single citizen getting two, uh, you know, a, a COVID shot and a booster or two before they're five. Yeah. So every every birth you have, that's you, boom. You've already sold three doses of your shot. Yep. 
And I think that's the uh, that's the big push with the vaccines. But uh, you're right. When like the gov- governments don't give rights back. No, no. It doesn't happen unless the government changes, as in new government. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but they don't give rights back. They take and take and take and take. Yep. So we still take our shoes off. Or we've been saying it on the podcast for years now. Mm-hmm. It's or for <coughs> which I guess has been years. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Yep. But I'm I'm really looking forward to. I'm about halfway home, and uh, was going to stop at the drive-through. Told myself, no, you don't need it. You don't need that. You don't don't eat don't eat Bill Gates slop, man. But. I'm uh I am gonna go home. This motherfucker passing me on the left. Passing me on the left and he's gonna <laughs> shoot this gap, like a two car length gap between me and the person in the lane in front of him. Yep, there he goes. Right, right in front of me. About five feet in front of me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Idiots, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna pour myself a nice rum and coke. I'm gonna take a quick shower first, pour myself a nice rum and coke roll up a joint and just watch triggering I think I'm not sure which live stream I'm going to watch but I'm ready to watch some riots yeah I, you know you know me I love a mostly peaceful protest <laughs> well who doesn't I told the uh, there was there's one woman at work that I discussed this with Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is a woman? (laughs) Um, A person with a uterus. (laughs) Yep. And female sex characteristics. Um, Natural female sex characteristics they had at birth. Yeah. But there's, um, she's one of the managers, and she, uh, our hospitality manager, or our events coordinator, and... um, We were talking about it this morning when we were the only ones in the kitchen, and I didn't bring it up to anybody else the rest of the day because I've been on Facebook and I've been looking, and, oh, boy, I've seen several posts from people I work with, people I used to work with, family members, and they're hot. They are hot. It's it's just it's it's a lot like the COVID op. You you look you sit back and you realize you're like, oh wait a second, I didn't realize I was friends with this many communists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this many uh, you know child sacrifice enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah. Which I know if you they don't frame the argument that way, but I do, and so to see. Christians, men, good people, yeah, women, people who are in church every Sunday, multiple times a week, um, to to be super pissed off about it. Um, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, just from my viewpoint of what abortion is. Um, but I. Uh, um, the front house manager, she exposed for us, so I had to wait till her to leave the kitchen this this evening. But I was like, once she left for a minute, I was like, turn around to everybody. I'm like, so boys, if the feminists all go out tonight and riot, 
you say, if they hang out together for too long, will their periods sync up? <laughs> and then, then we got real problems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine imagine if every feminist in the country was on the rag at the same time. Yeah, synced up. Yeah. But on yeah, one hand, you'd, you'd also have it contained. Dead. Like, you'd know right when it is. You know, we could all set our alarms. We could all set yeah, the sure. app on our phone. And we'd just know, okay, these, you know, five yeah. days out of the month, just don't listen to these bitches. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, uh, by the way, you're, what's that? I said, I was just going to see who else you were talking to tonight. Oh, uh, mostly Aaron. Mostly Aaron. Uh, Caractacus joined in. I think he's, okay. uh, yeah, he joined in for a minute. I, I think he's, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's enjoying his Friday night, so to speak. <laughs> he mentioned he's had a drink right. or two. Yeah. So, so, uh, but, and he also said, <laughs> well, you'll have to go back and listen, but he said, he said he's a pilot and it's for sure flat. So that's a good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm really, I told, I told Jesse this the other day when I was out at his house, he had me over and we were smoking cigars and, you know, chopping it up. And, and, uh, you know, I told him, I was like, man, I'll be really honest. I was like, I, I'm really kind of leaning away from flat earth and I'm really leaning into hollow earth. <laughs> like I'm re- I like, I think, I think it's probably round, but, but it just goes way farther down than, than, you know, normies have any idea of. Yeah. Or sandwich earth, you know, like uh, <laughs> all all the meat in the crust, center. But also there's another Well, we're we're just a top crust bread. There's a, there's a bread, you know. I mean, the earth is a grilled cheese. <laughs> you know, we're on top of the cheese and then like magma, that's your cheese. That's your cheese, right? You know, you get through that. But then there's a bottom. Yeah. There's a bottom earth, you know. Yeah. And that's your, uh, that's where, what do they call it? Um, oh, what's the, what do they call the inner earth? The name for like the country. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. Atlantis. <laughs> no, I think Lagathar or, or something like that. Oh, there's a name. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's a mix of, uh, Tartarian and, and Atlantean <laughs> mythos. Yeah. So you, we haven't had any feedback from any um, of our, our female friends? No, we have not. There hasn't been one lady that's jumped on here tonight. I was actually kind of hoping there would because because we joke and, you know, we give our own opinions and we joke. But I would very much like to hear um, Meredith or the Sarahs, their <laughs> opinion on this as being, you know, as being Christian women who, you know, are on the opposite side of... It seems ninety nine percent of women. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a I have a coworker who an older older woman. She's a devout Catholic, like mass every Sunday. And uh, I saw her like a post saying "Yay, Roe v. Wade is gone," and I saw her like a post saying "Boo hoo, Roe v. Wade is gone." Hmm. Uh, she's so, playing both sides of it. Yeah, so I was kind of, she worked tonight, and I was kind of wanting to pick her ear about it, but I didn't get the opportunity when it was, there was no opportunity for it, so. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm, I'm interested in hearing from a woman with a, a true Christian perspective, you know. Yeah. 
Well, like you were saying, really think about it. Like you were saying, the ninety-nine percent thing. You know, I, I really think that's within the last decade, and and I and my opinion, or you know, the re- the reason why I think that is, is because it's been sold as bodily autonomy, right? So for a generation of women, they've removed the idea that you're vacuuming a human out of your guts, okay? To be frank, and they've and they've replaced it with this concept of well, it's the state wanting to control your body, right? It's under a freedom umbrella. It's under an autonomous umbrella. It's under this this concept of of you're a sovereign person instead of the reality of killing a separate life that is growing inside of you. And I think that's I why we've got... disagree at one point. Yeah, I what's think, up? I think that that argument has been around since the 90s. It uh, hasn't had the same fervor. Yeah. And I don't think it's been met with the, with the propaganda. I think in the past decade, you've had the propaganda of the social justice warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? The woman who is far left and is extreme in her views that radical feminism has gone mainstream. Oh, I almost hit a bunny. Get out of the way, Bun Bun. Hit them. They're pests. There's bunnies all over my... I'm my uh, neighborhood. I don't have any, like, on my part of the street, but on the bottom of the horseshoe, there's always rabbits running across the road. Yeah. My cats, like, the cats on the, my street keep them away. Yeah. But, but no, I think the past 10 years we have the social justice warrior. And I really think it is, it was met with, okay, you have radical feminism coming out of the 90s, really out of the 70s. Yeah, but coming out of the '90s, met with the ideology of the LGBTQ IPIPIPI people. Yeah, of no, we have to keep getting more and more extreme. We have to include more and more of these groups of fringe, super fringe minority. <clears throat> you know, uh, trans black women are. A, Incredibly, incredibly small part of right. this country, yet they get the most press when it comes to persecution. Right. And so I, I think that that this extreme um, outcry from the left today, and really with Trump, I, and I think Trump is another ingredient in that too. The orange man bad, and to lose the White House, to not get Hillary in, which I think it wasn't, it wasn't so much Trump as it was, she was supposed to win. It was her t- turn. That's how the story ended for all these people. Yeah. And when she lost, they lost their minds. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, I was just going to throw this out there in terms of culture, because, you know, we're talking about Christian women and how 99% of them, it seems like, have gone along with it. But, you know, I'll tell you this, and even the ones that I know who have not gone along with it, looking at my wife, you know, every woman that I know, every woman that I know, um, to my knowledge, has has seen things like The Handmaid's Tale, right? They've been indoctrinated into this concept. Yes. And that's the whole, oh, we're not going back, we're not going back, because I was on the precipice of that, man, for years. I even argued that on this program. You know, about abortion. Oh, I would never tell somebody, um, 
you know, that they couldn't do it. Um, and, and it's just, it's just hogwash. It's just, it's just a rationale for, for justifying the, the idea of murder, the idea of child sacrifice that just so happens to be before they're born. So, yeah. Anyways, we're screwed, man. We're screwed. Like I always say. No, we're not. Jesus is coming back <clears throat> one of these days. Dude, that's my favorite thing to say. I always say normal isn't coming back. Jesus is. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's good. Be- I haven't heard you say that before. Really? Well, I say it. I say it in one group chat in particular all the time with my buddies who always, you know, say that. And I'm like, I'm like, look, man, normal isn't coming back. Jesus is. And no, I don't. I don't have a timetable, and I'm not setting dates for that. I'm not whatever else. But that's you know that's one thing that my pastor has been really hot on. You know that, and he calls he calls his I call him Ron's rants at the beginning of the message, but but he calls him you know the watch and pray moment because that's what Christ said in Matthew uh, 24, if I'm not mistaken, when he started talking about all this stuff, and he's like, "Hey man, you know this, this is what it's going to start to look like when it when it's starting to wind down. Like these things are going to happen." People are going to fall away. There's going to be deception like you, you, you've you you've never known before in church history, I believe, is, you know, is, can be derived from the text. And so it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to throw out a date. I don't, I don't have dates, um, and, and I don't think anybody does. But I believe that that statement is true, that normal is not coming back, Jesus says, at the end, at the end of this. And, may, you know, maybe that's hundreds of years. Maybe that's a few decades. Who knows? But but that's what we really got to understand here is that we are on the path to to that return. And this totalitarianism, and not, not even so much a totalitarianism, because that's always been a problem. Like you you noted on uh, like two episodes ago, we've been ruled by psychopaths. Like that's 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 not a new phenomenon. Um no. But the promotion, the promotion of degeneracy to the nth degree on a global scale, that is is why I say normal isn't coming back. Jesus is. Because even my wife noted the other day, she's like, well, if you think about transgenderism, the idea of this whole tranny movement, it's not in the Bible, right? Even, even the most abominable sins that they discuss, um, whether it's Sodom and Gomorrah or where, they, where Paul discusses it multiple times in the New Testament, you know, it's homosexuality. It's people giving up that which was natural, which we know transgenderism is a final physical form of doing that and mutilating your own genitals. And then I, and then that's when I hit her with, cause she was saying, it's not really in the Bible. And I was like, the only real context that we have for the idea of transgender is well, eunuchs it's genital mutilation for a false God. Hmm. And yeah, that's what we have on a massive scale. And we have an apparatus in the form of the internet and TikTok and porn really um yes for that to be normalized what is the biggest driver of it yes yes it is we 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 have an avenue a global high speed always available avenue that is promoting that to the whole world in mass constantly at a rate that we can't even begin to and and this this is not i'm not speaking of something that is conspiratorial or something you look at the book abigail schreier's book I believe she's a clinical psychologist called Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. And she talks about in that book about how it really seems to correlate with social media. Like the more a young woman is exposed to social media and the earlier that she is, the more likely she's, she's 
you know, bound to do the gender bending thing at the end of the day. And she's specifically talking about girls, which I think is apropos because they're more impressionable, generally speaking, than men. Um, but that that is the problem. And and that's what people, you know, maybe I don't speak on that kind of thing enough, you know, because then I'm always met with, well, there were bad guys in the past. There's Hitler, there's Pol Pot, there's Stalin. You know, totalitarianism comes and goes. And it does. <laughs> but the promotion of an assault on the creation, the physical creation of a holy God, <laughs> I, I I think is uh, quite unprecedented in the in these troubled times. So, you know, make sure my yeah, cigar is not going to go um, out. I agree. <clears throat> I like the uh, point about the eunuchs. I had never I hadn't thought of it from that angle before. Well, that's as that's as close as we got in scripture, man. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right on that. You're you're spot on. That's uh, genital yeah. mutilation right, for well, a false god. I'm, uh, I'm sitting in my truck in the driveway, so I'm gonna hop off, and uh, I might hop back on once I get settled. But if you guys are still gone, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. All my evening. Thanks for popping on so, though, dude. I got an early morning tomorrow. Yeah, no, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to sing for for our our listeners. And <laughs> there you go. It's such a perfect day. Feminist BTFO'd. <sighs> All right, bro. I'll see you. Take care. Godspeed. Um, well, does anybody have anything anything else, anything pressing that they need to get off of their chest? Does anybody else want to sing? <laughs> because if not, I am about at the end of this cigar, and I have some freshly ground cannabis that is staring at me from the corner of my desk. <laughs> It might just be that time of the evening, but also, since it's about 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. here in the Midwest, I need to take a peek outside and make sure that there are no predators that I can blow their heads off with my rifle in order to protect my chickens like the man that I am. (laughs) I guess it about does it. This transmission, as always, has been brought to you by ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S.com, where you can use code GTST for 33% off your entire order. Uh, it's the highest public discount that's floating around, uh, and it's quite a great deal. I keep hearing great stuff about the freeze gel. I actually sold, uh, so I did a 50% discount for Father's Day, and guy bought the freeze gel, shipped it out super fast, got it in like three days. He goes, man, your shipping is really on point these days. And I'm like, yeah, you know, my manufacturer had really been working to get that, get that nailed down. It ships really fast. And he said, and then he said, I swear to God, don't stop making this freeze gel because it's amazing. Um, I use it. My family uses it. My kids use it. Um, it's fantastic stuff. Go get you some freeze gel. And if you're looking for something a little bit different, you're always welcome to head on over to My Delta 8. Both of those links will be in the description. And on either one of those, uh, when you place an order, there, there's a, an option to put a note in there. And if it's for the show, we'll be happy to read that on there. Just note, you know, at GTST and then write your little note and you can also uh, remember us at tripodbroadcasting.com give that some thought.com in order to produce the show and we are quite active on um, uh, the podcasting 2.0 platform as well so you can stream sats to us if if you find value here you can set a numerical value of sats it'll be streamed to us as you listen and you can always boost and send your messages and those will be read on the show as well so 
I guess that about does it. I'm pulling for you. And uh, keep your stick on the ice. We're all in this together. Please clap. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. Yeah, live. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay. Okay. Liberal. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.